Well, my mother had to give up work at 17. You see, married women didn't work. And my mother should have gone to work. She wasn't really domesticated at all. And she was very bright. And she didn't ever have a, a chance to use her brain. And I think that's, that was at the root of a lot of her trouble. She suffered from anxiety and depression most of her life. My name is Sylvia Clark. I was born on the 5th of January, 1932, in East London. I went to school in Forest Gate and passed the scholarship to the local grammar school. I taught for well over 30 years. I'm Rosa Schling. I'm a new parent and I've been recording memories of childcare and parenting in London's East End. This is Holding the Baby, an on-the-record podcast. You weren't the first child to be born to your mum and dad, were you? No, no. My mother lost twins, actually, oh. in the first year of her marriage. Oh. And then she had my brother, elder brother. And in those days, childbirth was a very different matter. And they told her at the time that he was dead. So she had this uh, terrible fear of it. And um, as I say, they told her that she wouldn't have any more children. So it was somewhat of a surprise when you came along? <laughs> it certainly was, yes. I suppose when my grandmother was alive, she looked, did quite a lot of looking after us. It, my mother took her bed, which was quite often. And, which, and when that happened, I stayed at home to look after David, and David was the younger one. When I was seven, I was evacuated to Norwich, and I came back home when David was about nine months old, and my mother realised she wasn't going to be able to look after him, so that was my job to do. How did you feel about going home, when, apart from Well, surprise? I was shocked, well, it was such... It was so unexpected. It was the thought of not going back, because I loved living in the country. I don't remember an awful lot, except that I know I had to go and collect the rations when okay. we were still rationed at the little dairy round the corner. And if I took David with me in the pram, and I, if I left him out of the pram, and he looked so innocent, and people would go up and say, I said, a lovely boy then, and he'd start yelling. <laughs> And I, I had to go out and pacify him to lose my turn in the queue. How did you balance looking after David and going to school yourself? Not very well. I mean, to me, it was an escape to go to school. But I missed a, an awful lot of the first two years. I remember once he did my homework for me. And it was, it was on the dining table. I think it was my maths and our maths teacher was terribly strict and she knew, she counted every page, you know, when you needed a new book. And I popped out to the toilet or something but, uh, and he, he had done my, done, done your sums for you. I panicked then. I had to tear the pages out carefully so that it wasn't, hopefully it wasn't noticeable. He was only trying to be helpful, but could have killed him. <laughs> Especially when you were a child and there were all these demands being made on you. 
you know, to look mm -hmm. after David. What What do you think would be different if that happened today? Or I certainly resented it. I resented not being able to get to school. I know. I don't think the situation seems to arise much these days. They all go to the social services and do this and that, don't they? Was there ever any question for you about whether you'd carry on living with your with your family, or was it? Well, no, because my mother always was always ill. That's it, you know. Right from the time I came back from the evacuation, she was never well. Mm. And I'm, you see, she was on the change. She was about forty-four, I think, when he was born. You said you thought it was some kind of depression that she had. I, th I think it was postnatal depression, really. But you see, in those days, they didn't recognise it as such. But now, of course, they do tr treat it as an illness. Holding the Baby is an on-the-record podcast exploring memories of parenting and childcare in London's East End. Get more stories on holdingthebaby.org or subscribe via SoundCloud, iTunes or your favourite podcasting platform. Interviews and editing by Rosa Schling. Music by Luke Christie. Holding the Baby is funded by the Gilda Street Trust in memory of historian and author Gilda O'Neill. Full interviews are held by Bishopsgate Institute in East London. You can visit them at bishopsgate.org.uk. Thank you to everyone who shared their stories with us, to the Gilda Street Trust, to Newham Bookshop and Newham Libraries.